Anime Death Spiral, the only anime podcast clinically proven to increase your testosterone levels. We are back in it. We went through the spring season. Somehow we both ended up not dying. Uh, and we even managed to get through a fair amount of uh, anime. Uh, I I, I want to just jump in real quick just to be on, on the safe side. If you do experience any major change in hormone production, do see a doctor. <laughs> you know, we haven't started a Patreon yet. So this really is if you need if you need your tea and it's illegal in your state, this is really the best way to get it. Okay. <laughs> we we watched anime. Oh boy, did I watch the anime. I mean, we did have what? 3 months to complete. I made it through <laughs> 6 7 shows, I think. Hey, uh, uh, just um, just like my career from my education career from middle school through college, uh, I got through just fine by doing it all at once at the last minute. Yes, uh, way to cram. Yeah, uh, cram. You got school. it in anime cram yeah. school. That's a new name of this podcast. <laughs> well, that'll be a, a our bonus episodes. We could call that. Ooh, good idea. You uh, unfortunately didn't make it in i have to say you did not squeak in under the wire because uh <laughs> summer season did start like two weeks ago i am fashionably late yeah you you will be getting at least a full letter grade down um for <laughs> turning your work in late i mustered my strength i pulled through in the end i blended them all up and i injected uh i think i got through six shows uh, it, it went straight into my veins it was grueling I mean, truly torturous, but we did it. Uh, it wasn't actually that bad. I liked most of them. I've got a lot of positive th things to say, uh, some some less than positive things to say about a show that you might not expect. Stay tuned. Wow. Damn, what a tease. I was going to say, uh, we are about two weeks late. We were going to talk about some of this stuff last week, but of course the Anime Expo stuff uh, kind of stepped all over it. Because you did um, have to travel physically to be at anime expo in person just establish oh of that. course uh, of course of course want to reestablish that go back for that one is really important <laughs> double dip on that nice yes we ending. are it's extremely important that we stay up to date <laughs> on all anime announcements because i know you get your your you sit at the edge of your seat waiting for uh announcements directly from our mouths it's true uh i do hope that uh, you trust us enough to have that level of anticipation. Yeah, and I felt, obviously, I felt the heavy weight of responsibility to um, accurately. You know, that there is the death of journalism. It's much talked about these days. So uh, we, wanted, we want you to know there there is at least one place left uh, that you can trust for your anime news. But we finally wrapped up spring, and I want to talk about it. I want to talk about some of these shows. Uh, if you haven't caught up, well... Uh, uh, too bad. So uh, there was a handful of shows that came out in spring. I think we got through uh, a decent amount, I would say. Yeah, let's first of all, let's start by comparing the lists of what we went through. I watched Hell's Paradise. Did you watch Hell's Paradise? I did watch Hell's Paradise. And I also, as a bonus, uh, continued on and read all of the manga because I could not <laughs> stop. Yeah, it's fucking, it kicks ass. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it. I watched... Tengoku Daimakyo. Did you watch Tengoku Daimakyo? I did. That one's fresh in my mind. Just watched that a couple days ago. Uh, loved it. Got a lot to say. Big old meaty slap of anime, that one. Excellent. I watched Mashley. Did you watch Mashley? 
did not um skipped over saw, saw the premise uh harry potter but muscles uh you know maybe i'll go back for that in the future we'll get into that uh but did not watch it now uh i watched uh why rayliana ended up in the duke's mansion did you watch rayliana uh, I watched one episode. I think we talked about it when it first premiered way back when at the start of spring. Uh, and did not uh, get hooked. We've mentioned it a couple times in, in the Isekai uh, perspective. Uh, I watched Dangers in My Heart. Did you watch Dangers in My Heart? Uh, not only did I watch it, I just uh, watched it earlier today. Uh, so that <laughs> one is front and center. Squeaking just over the wire. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't make it under. I watched uh, almost all of Oshinoko. Did you watch Oshinoko? Yeah, I did watch all of Oshinoko. There were only 11 wow. episodes. I watched Dead Mount Death Play. Did you watch Dead Mount Death Play? Did not. Death Play. Was there anything else? Um, oh, uh, I think I mentioned, I actually talked about it uh, briefly last episode. I watched Skip and Loafer, which is another one that's getting a lot of positive buzz. Um uh, I won't spend too much uh, time on it because I did already talk about it, but very cute. Loved it. Go watch it. Uh, highly recommend. Sure, sure. Well, let's just take these one at a time and we'll just we'll go over them. Uh, Hell's Paradise. I have read all of the manga. You just said you read all of the manga. So yes. we're kind of like already, I guess we're a little biased there because I do think Hell's Paradise, the manga at the very least, is like probably one of the best shonen to come out of like the last decade maybe i think it just fucking it absolutely rules if you like fighting stuff it is the perfect package it is every fucking shonen cliche subverted or or uh manipulated in a more interesting way it brings uh some incredible visuals that i assure you have seen in nothing else uh, it is a tight package. It's what, like a hundred chapters? Uh, I think maybe even sub one hundred. Uh, I want to say like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not a long read, uh, which I think is also a benefit going into the anime because uh, no spoilers, but they basically covered uh, up to the midpoint of the of the manga with these first twelve episodes. Um, so it is going to be a complete story told in uh, what I'm assuming you're probably 26 episodes overall, uh, which is a format for anime that I've always enjoyed, a self-contained single-season series. Yeah, if uh, if MAPPA ever gets around to doing that second season, uh, not exactly uh, Oh, you know, you know this is going straight to the top of their, of their to-do list. It's... Uh, yeah, it's doing good. <laughs> I think so. It seemed like it was pretty popular. Well, what did you, what did you think about the anime? I liked it. You know, um, so I have a interesting uh, history with with how I consumed uh, Hell's Paradise because you way back when gave it to me as part of a, a one chapter compilation of different series to just go yes. and read the first chapter of everything, and I read that. And I read all of the manga first, uh, right before the first episode of the anime came out. And so... Cramming. This is becoming a trend. Yeah. No, no, not cramming. Uh, that, was, that was genuine enthusiasm. I read everything from that list and then continued on with 
Hell's Paradise because I liked it so much. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then it just happened to be right before the the anime premiered. And so I watched the first episode way back when, when it when it came out, and then uh, I kind of crammed the rest the last couple of days. I liked it. Uh, Mappa, you know, hitting it out of the park, so hot right now, doing some real cool stuff with animation. Um, it, it did have some uh, adaptations, I would say, from page to screen that kind of either... I don't know, recontextualize how I interpreted like the flow of of combat and and plot <laughs> of events. Yeah, just yeah. events in general mm-hmm. uh in the show. Um uh, again, the one thing that really struck me when I read that series is by the end, uh you really have to struggle to remember that the entire thing uh, it takes place over the course of like four days for the characters. Yes, uh, it is a roller coaster of a story. Yeah, it is definitely like maybe less than a week. Uh, yeah, uh, it it is not a long time. Um, but the way that uh, battles and dialogue and just everything is paced out, uh, it and you know obviously uh, that combined with the way the chapters for the manga were released. Um, it gives the impression of taking place over a much longer time, which honestly I think also benefits the theme of the story because it's taking place in this kind of like mystical, uh, you know, not reality realm, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of like a time dilation, uh, bizarre other space kind of thing. Yeah, it gives you a real sense that they uh, were, uh, pardon the use of the term, spirited away the moment they got to the island. Oh, I don't pardon you for that. Yep, Uh, no, I threw it in there, baby. So the thing for me... I think, uh, obviously, massive amounts of enthusiasm. I really, like I said, I really love Hell's Paradise. I think uh, I was a little, um, I got a little down on it in the uh, before it kind of found its footing. I think, like, the first four or five episodes, really, are kind of choppy. I found the pacing to be bizarre. The way uh, it would chop up action, uh, like, episode to episode, I thought was really strange. And I, and I have sympathy because, like, I think some of those things are, like, just really, really difficult to do. Like, comparing a, you know, a 25-minute uh, cartoon to, uh, like, a 15-page uh, comic book. That's, it's difficult. Yeah, right. I get it. I get it, you guys. Uh, but there was also, like, you, you know, especially compared to some of the other MAPPA stuff, uh, translations, adaptations that they've been doing recently, I just felt that there was sort of, a, like, a jerkiness to it. Also, some of the animation uh, ended up being pretty, I, I don't want to say slideshow, but uh, there were definitely some, like, uh, choices made as to where to put money. Well, uh, you know okay. What I mean, you know, I was just about to say that uh, they were obviously working on this and Chainsaw Man at the same time, and you can see really where the effort went in the end. But I don't think that Hell's Paradise looks bad by any account. Um, it doesn't look as slick as you know, uh, say Chainsaw Man did. Uh, as for the adaptation of like what to uh, cut from the script and and editing the overall uh, like flow of the story, 
that uh, I would say they did better with Chainsaw Man, um, but uh, I think it worked. I I didn't have a bad time watching Hell's Paradise. No, no, absolutely not. I I think uh, you know I that part was it freaked me out a little bit at the beginning because I was like uh, I don't know what what what's happening here. Are we gonna pick it up? And I think they did. I think by the time the season ended, especially the last couple episodes, I don't think it's a huge spoiler to say that we wrapped up the season with a boss fight. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. You know, there it's definitely one of those things, and you see it at a lot of shows where, like, hey, first two episodes, damn, there's some animation. And then uh, we kind of lull for a little while, and then we, animation starts picking up again before we dip out. I'm overall very, very positive. I think they did a really good job. Uh, I think we probably are going to get a season two just off of uh, how horny I think people ended up being about Yuzuhira, uh, Yuzuriha. Yuzuriha? Uh, well, you know, she's, uh, she's got that frog mouth. Yeah, female, female ninja. Uh, I've, I've been seeing a little bit too much online, but I, I think that alone might, uh, propel. If enough people buy, like, horny statues of her, I think we are definitely gonna see a season two. Uh, I think, you know, I looked it up before we started recording. They already announced a season two. It already got it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Hell yeah! I hope I hope the popularity means that uh, season two gets even more animation, more frames. Give me more frames. In fact, I'm uh, just gonna throw this out there: almost every show that uh, we watched, it definitely all the ones that I watched, all got renewed for second seasons already. Damn, dude! What a successful season. Spring is killing it, man. It really is, if you think about it. There's uh, a lot a lot popping off, a lot more than winter. Yeah, no kidding. Let's get through these. Uh, I, I'm going to do Mashley. You didn't watch this one. Uh, you said you kind of liked... I remember you being kind of positive about the uh, the premise when we talked about it originally. It sounds funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is me being my like totally honest, absolute worst self. Didn't care for the art. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Oh, what a killer. I know, right? Uh, I'm pretty much the worst. Yeah. No, I say that all the time. It's <laughs> he funny does. because he uh, does. I do I do say that all the time. In front the of my parents, art, in front of my wife, like you know, all of our other friends. He's saying it all the time. I really like the art in the manga. Now, the problem, I think, is that uh, it doesn't translate particularly well to an anime. I'm just not sure about how it ended up looking in motion. And I will say, uh, it's not just the art style, but, like, I think the comedy doesn't translate very well into motion. You know, we, like we talked about before, but, like, physical comedy, you know, so dependent on timing. And, and you'd think, like, oh, animation, hey, they're doing frame by frame. You should be able to nail the timing. But I feel like they didn't. I, I don't know. It, it was It was strange. I found the comic really funny, and I felt like the exact same jokes told in the anime uh, d didn't work as much. Also, opener, pretty fine, but the ending song, not a banger. Not good. Uh, Fucking weird. Never good when there's a bad ED. Now, let me ask you this uh, about what you were just talking about, but like sure. the humor translating from the comic to the anime. Would you say it's because... Uh, is a lot of the humor like based off of playing the like a ridiculous situation very straight? Am I getting that right? Um, 
Like he's a muscle dude at a wizard school, and and he beats uh, all the wizards with muscles. Sometimes, sometimes, not not always. I think a lot of the, the uh, a lot of the humor comes from like, you know, these characters, um, everyone around him being deadly serious about really stupid magic shit, and every time magic comes into contact with him, it is basically like, oh, magic is, <laughs> magic is completely inferior to Mashley. Uh, magic is a is constantly talked up as uh you know the the be all end all of the entire world and uh magic is literally nothing compared to Mashley. he is the fucking terminator the juggernaut in this world he walks forward and there is nothing to stop him uh and that's where a lot of the humor comes from right is people like oh i have i have the power to control time I have the power to turn people into magic puppets. I have the power to, like, manipulate people's brains and their memories. And Mashley's like, I don't fucking care. That's where a lot of the humor comes from. But I think a lot of the actual, like, visual gags and puns and stuff rely on a pretty conventional page turn, you know? And you, it's just, that's I think that's hard to do in, in an anime. And I felt like that's, maybe that's why. I, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, it's you don't want to, as they say, dissect the frog. But like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I just felt like uh, the manga, I still have a lot of affection for. I don't know about the anime, though. I, I, I think it, uh, some of the jokes land, but for the most part, I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I had a whole theory forming in my head about maybe it's like because trying to uh play the jokes in motion make them come off as too too earnest and therefore uh uh cringe worthy as opposed to funny uh like seeing them on a static page but one punch man was able to do it uh but famously uh one punch man season one is uh about as good as it gets uh yeah uh it's no One Punch Man. Yeah. Even if it hits a lot of the same beats. I still like the manga, though. I think the manga's great. There's lots of good jokes in there. Uh, okay. That's enough about something we didn't like very much. Let's talk about Dangers in My Heart. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dangers in My Heart is the story of... Uh, uh, names <laughs> Kyotaro Ichikawa and Ana Yamada, two middle schoolers. Uh, uh, Kyotaro uh, is a introverted little uh, weirdo who fantasizes about killing his classmates. He's a weird little dude. Uh, to uh, use the common parlance, uh, he is a weird little edgelord, but he, that is tempered by the fact that uh like any good rom-com protagonist these days he has crippling social anxiety that prevents him uh from constantly embarrassing himself even further in front of all of his classmates though he tends to do that quite a lot in this season yeah (laughs) more and more uh which is a sign of personal growth just like it was in my life (laughs) uh and and anna uh yamada is his classmate who is a um for lack of a better term uh drawn as a full-grown adult uh amongst a <laughs> a group of of 13 year olds <laughs> yes i suppose so yes um, uh, <laughs> uh, also she's like a, a working magazine photo model um yeah she's again a, she's again, a magazine model 
sus for a 13 year old in middle school she's also on television yeah does tv spots. she's an actress and uh there's even a i'm not even call it a b plot a a c plot in one of the episodes where she's excited about getting a a background part in a movie yeah it's very cute uh you know in in contrast kyotaro is drawn like a little itty bitty baby boy yes uh, so we have we have short guy tall girl that's pretty much uh and and this is like i mentioned before this is its own subgenre of rom-com i mean listen uh, like <laughs> any person whose opinions are like good and healthy and objectively true tall women are great uh, I'm not objecting to that at all. Uh, it is the uh, the age of the characters that that is really thrown me Wait, off. Uh, let me let me get this straight. Are you saying short girls are not great? Whoa! Don't you be putting words in wow. my mouth, Mister. I can't believe this. I can't believe he would out himself like this. <laughs> uh, personally, I think all women are great. Oh, that's because you're one of the good ones, Remy. Especially the girl listening to this. <laughs> don't think there are any <laughs> oh god uh i'm gonna say it right now right up front this is maybe one of my my favorite anime rom-coms and manga rom-coms uh ever okay don't get me wrong i really enjoyed it and yes it is uh probably you know uh without going into this list further number three on my spring lineup uh recommendation chart okay okay I want to say there is uh, a thing, especially, you know, we talk a lot because we've like we've actually read a lot of these things, or at least I have most most of these things. And I want to say specifically about Dangers in My Heart. It is fairly faithful to the manga, but there are adaptational moves that I really, really appreciated. Uh, And this is something that doesn't happen a lot. Like we talked about Hell's Paradise and Mashley, and I would say those uh, even though Mashley kind of like did some weird translational things, those are very faithful to the manga. And uh, b- besides, you know, uh, creating uh, movement and fight scenes and stuff, it pretty much sticks to the source material. And Dangers in My Heart does it uh, f- f- for the most part uh, as well. But there are little moments, uh, and these are the things that I think make anime itself. Like if you are going to do adaptations, I think this is what elevates them. You, maybe you'll notice this too, but. Every episode ends with the title card. Yes, I like um, that. And the title card is is inserted uh, with a sort of uh, dramatic musical sting and swell. And the title card itself is often used to uh, recontextualize the actual action of the episode, uh, which is such a small detail. But the way it elevates the emotional stakes of every single episode is so fucking brilliant it's like oh there was like an actual smart person making this like they they thought about what they were doing there was some great direction i i absolutely in this season you know i think that uh they really were able to uh, capture what it's like for two awkward you know kids uh kind of kind of exploring their feelings for each other uh, it kind of feels like uh, without, well, you know, they do kind of get gross with it at a, at a couple points, um, <laughs> but not being like the grossest I've ever seen. 
<laughs> no, and I think there's an important distinction to make there where uh, it is a grossness that is true to the experience uh, of being like an incredibly weird, uh, <laughs> awkward little high school kid. I think there is uh, an emotional honesty and vulnerability to that. Uh, that is missing. I mean, we talked about rom-com stuff all the time now, and almost all the time we're talking about how the main character is a fucking cardboard cutout, right? And I think the thing about Dangers in My Heart, which is really weird, is that we talk about him being, like, at the beginning of the series, sort of like this awkward little edgelord um, who's... Well, okay, so, so his main, like, trait at the beginning, the very beginning of the series, is that he fantasizes about about being a serial killer who kills his classmates because they all annoy him so much. He's got the uh, uh what do they call the the chuny disease real bad. Chunin? Chunin disease? Uh yeah. A little bit. I see I I think there is a thing to it. And this is what really draws me to this character and is ironically like what I think when you talk about it is what draws people out of it is it kind of drives them away when you when you mentioned it that putting it in that way well i just what i wanted to say real quick is that the story drops that aspect of him very fast i want to say by episode 3 he's basically no longer talking about that at all and he's entirely focused on crushing on this girl Oh no, no, see that's I think you're you're short selling it. What I think what happens is that this isn't just like an aspect of his character that is dropped. This is an aspect of his character that is intentionally evolving as he grows. I, I think his his uh serial killer obsession, his true crime obsession at the beginning of the series, uh is a projection of his own discomfort, right? He he feels like uh, and he mentions this uh, a couple times he, he when he becomes more aware of his own feelings as he grows and develops as a character. He realizes a lot of his uh, quote unquote serial killer tendencies is because he feels uh, and this is a thing I think we could all relate to in high school. He feels that he is being rejected by his peers he feels like he can't fit in and so to defend himself to build that like fucking edgelord barbed wire around his heart he decides oh well i'm just i'm a fucking weirdo that's why it's because i'm like a weird serial killer kid uh it's actually like i'm incapable of relating to them because i'm like a sociopath but he's and not. i mean we all knew that kid in in high school or middle school uh, I don't think that that is a rare occurrence by by any means, right? No, I think he is an incredibly genuine high school kid, uh, unlike a lot of rom-com kids. And I think, uh, unlike a lot of rom-com kids, he grows and evolves, and as he does that, he realizes, like this obsession with this girl, he realizes he has <laughs> normal feelings for her that he is misinterpreting intentionally so because he doesn't want to get hurt because he feels like he is incapable of doing normal things and having normal thoughts and feelings it is a really really interesting great layer to his character he, he slowly phases that part out of himself or not even phases but recontextualizes them into personal growth I think this is a really, really uh, smart 
uh, rom-com wrapped in a lot of uh, you know traditional rom-com cliche stuff I mean but that's I that's one... one thing I did want to bring up is as far as leaning into cliches the one like if anything turned me off about the series is that it doesn't shy away of like from it being another story about like uh, an insular uh, socially anxious dude who uh, doesn't talk to any of his classmates who wins over the uh, the tall, stunning, charming supermodel in his class by being just by being his like weird, awkward self around her and not being a complete piece of shit at any given yeah. chance. But unlike a lot of these shows, and this again, I think there is a deeper layer to it, and they actually attempt to address this stuff. We, we she is revealed to be also in her own way like weird and awkward and uncomfortable around other people too except that's a thing he can't recognize at first because he is incapable of thinking of other people as also being like him being weird and awkward and uncomfortable around people and we are we also get you know a more explanation down the road where she, she actually gives him some shoujo manga that she really likes and he reads them and he has a hard time interpreting this but he is represented basically as the love interest in the shoujo manga showing us that he is uh, at least on the surface a sort of character type that she is fascinated by huh which is really smart and interesting way to do that he she specifically says she likes that he is a cat and that he bristles, you know? That's what attracts her to him at first. Well, I mean, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum, so if that's what she's into. Yeah, I, that's that's what she's into. They didn't they didn't get too into it. Uh, they did do that shoujo manga bit in the anime. I remember that. I don't know if they spent too much time lingering on the content of the actual pages. But I do remember they kind of have a thing going on as a lead-in for season two, confirmed. Oh, thank God. That uh, he has, like, developed kind of, like, this uh, person, like alternate personality he talks to when he's alone that is the embodiment of that shoujo character. Yes, and I, and I really, really love this. And I love where it goes because he is essentially visualizing the person his ideal self the person he wants to be the person he wants to evolve into right that person manifests and at first he rejects him and he kind of hates him but he slowly uh, talks to him and gets to know his own ideal self this is I, I guess just for the sheer amount of gushing this might be my favorite show of the season uh, I really really like dangers in my heart and i know a lot of people out there uh do not like it i know it's getting bad reviews in some other places i i think they're wrong maybe quite subjectively but i think you know this might be just something that is like shot directly into my heart because i relate so much <laughs> you know you know i just wish it wasn't about 13 year olds dude i think that's perfect i know you know i i don't think of them as a particular age i think of this as more of a generic like high school thing uh, but they are explicitly in middle school uh, sure, but middle school is high school. Well, I mean, uh, they are second year middle schoolers, which is like 
roughly equivalent to eighth graders in the American school system. Uh, no, I don't think that's true. I just Whatever. watched I this today. I don't today. fucking care. I, I, I oh do my not God. care. I, I literally do not care. Okay. I don't fucking care. All right. I do all right. not care. Moving on. Do not care at all. Anyway, this show fucking rules. Uh, you should watch it's it. It's incredibly good. You should watch it. Okay, let's move on to something we do not like so that we can fucking channel the rage I'm feeling at you right now. <laughs> it's Oshinoko. Oh. I watched most of it. You watched all of it for some reason. Yeah, I did. Um, Boy, do we not like that show. <laughs> I uh, I really was hoping that, uh, I mean, okay, we, we have established I love Kaguya-sama. Uh, I, I, I am I in too. love with Kaguya-sama. Um, I was really hoping that I love you and I'm in love <laughs> yeah. with you. Uh, well, I'm in love with Miyuki. Uh, let's leave it at that. Uh, that's, uh, okay. that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, he's 12 years old, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was... also want to mention, I love instant Ib colon instant bullets. The first thing Aka Akasaka did, I think that's really good too. I feel like it's a shame. He never got back to doing that. I think it's awesome. But it's all brought us to this Oshinoko, uh, yes. a reincarnation anime about being in the entertainment industry as a teenager. Now, you see, I was what I was trying to get at earlier is I was really hoping that the murder mystery was going to to hook me in because I love a good murder mystery. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, love uh, a murder mystery. Love a murder mystery. Love when a guy uh, dies. That is not what this show is about. At least this first season. Uh, why? Why did? Uh, why did Akasaka even bother like including that as part of the narrative? Because he obviously wanted to make a a high school uh, drama about about two geniuses trying to be idols. I think honestly, it's because that was too boring. Well, it is. It is boring. Uh, it sorry, is boring. Uh, Oshinoko biggest anime uh, premiere. Uh, of the last decade, uh, television premiere of the last decade, uh, you're boring. Well, here's what I'll say. The premiere specifically is not boring. It is fucking bonkers. And this is why I told people, a lot of people, you gotta at least watch the first episode because, man, there is just a lot going on. So much going on that you actually think that uh, there's gonna be a lot of stuff happening in this show. No. Nothing happens. Well, okay, so so for those who uh, are not longtime listeners of the show or don't know what Oshinoko is, it is a uh, the current work from Aka Akasaka uh, about two high schoolers who are uh, ota- like uh, idol otaku who have been reborn as the children of a famous idol who was then murdered, and now uh, they now as her children one of them wants to solve her murder and the other wants to be an idol just like her yeah their previous lives uh according to the people who continue to argue with me on twitter uh don't actually matter but it is important to mention uh, no no it matters uh, one of them is uh, a little cancer girl who dies before uh even uh like 16 years old or something like that and the other one is uh her like 34 year old doctor yeah. Those are the characters that are uh, reincarnated. Who she had a crush on, by the way. Uh, sure. Yeah. No, yeah. that that was a thing. Um, yeah. And and to add on top of it, um, it, as far as the show is concerned, I haven't read the manga. Uh, they still don't 
they still haven't revealed to each other who they were in, they, in their previous lives. They just know that they were both reincarnated. Yeah, yeah, I don't, and I don't think there's uh, 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 any interest in revealing that to each other. Uh, and honestly, how fucked up would that be if they actually do? Uh, you tell that to the shippers. Yeah, well, I do, and they fucking come at me <laughs> on Twitter. These fucking freaks. Hey, you fucking freaks on Twitter, leave me alone. Jesus Christ. Hey, send the freaks over to the, the show's Twitter. Get some Get some yeah. buzz going. Maybe we can get them to hate listen to the show if I keep talking mad shit about Oshinoko. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, eh, who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that uh, the anime would tighten up a lot of the, the the flab that I found reading the manga. I thought like, okay, so they know we have a lot of narrative to work with now. They know what is important, what's not important. So let's let's kind of cut through the bullshit and like get to the stuff that's interesting, which is the murder mystery stuff. Yeah, not according to like the people who made the show or the author or or apparently the people who like watching the show because the important stuff is the idol like uh, subplot and and learning how to be uh, a, a famous pop star yes i am extremely baffled at how much time they spend going over the minutia of the japanese entertainment industry which again i will say i said this the other day but like uh boogie nights it is not uh it uh really has like not nothing particularly interesting to even say about the entertainment industry in fact i think it's a little naive about the entertainment industry its message is that if you're like super smart and super cool you can game the system to be a a famous person also start ahead by being born the the child of an already famous person well basically uh having uh industry hookups like from day one yeah uh yeah which is like oh cool way uh, great uh nepo babies right off the bat let's do this shit nepo baby isekai nepo baby isekai baby though uh no no other world same world <laughs> uh except unless you count uh the the glitz and glamour of entertainment industry life as uh uh, a world us mere mortals will never enter. Oh, well, you know what they say. It's a whole other world. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this is, like, so bizarre. It's just bizarre. I, I really don't know how to sum up my feelings because there is a part of me that's, like, I would really love to see the version of this in my head. Yeah, the version of this in your head that you're thinking of is... Perfect Blue by Satoshi Kon. Well, sort of. Yeah, there is. It is definitely. It hues closer to Perfect Blue than it does the reality that we are watching. Well, no, I, I, I will say I didn't watch like the last two episodes. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, man, I couldn't. I don't know how you did, to be honest. Um, I did find myself uh, literally falling asleep by the end of the last episode. Uh, so that says uh, <laughs> about what I think of the series. Okay, so, so maybe something really exciting happened in, like, the last five minutes. Uh, n no, no. Okay, well, on, on that front, I think this dovetails really nicely. Let's move on uh, to one you didn't watch. Deadmount Death Play. Now, this is um, Necromancer Isekai. A necromancer reverse Isekai. Our necromancer, our, our corpse god, uh, is uh, taken into modern Tokyo. Uh, and has to deal with uh, all the weird shit that that entails. 
which turns out to be a very smooth transition for him. I will say like it, uh, he gets a place and a job like day one. Uh, he has friends almost immediately and they're like pretty chill. Even they're even chill with like him being like an undead necromancer. They're like, that's actually kind of like low key cool. Uh, which um, I would like to think I would have that re- reaction, but I, you know, in, in my heart of hearts, I think I would be terrified. You know, it's funny because so many isekai, um, both reverse and standard, uh, boil down to uh, how to be good at capitalism with magic. Like that's a genre. <laughs> yeah, and what he does is um, he becomes a, 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 a fake psychic. <laughs> that's how he decides to uh-huh. uh, rake in the cash. Yep. Which is yeah, just, that sounds about right. Yeah, which is very weird. Now, I have a lot of affection for the manga on this too, um, but I will admit, uh, as I stuck with it longer and longer, despite having like some really interesting stuff going on with the Necromancer side, and I am a sucker for Necromancers in general. Shout out to Diablo. I am running Necro builds like crazy. Yeah, he won't shut up about it. There are also, like, very interesting and memorable characters who show up quite a lot. I think that there is no shortage of, like, interesting characters. It's packed to the gills with characters. I mean, this thing is stuffed with fucking characters. Character design is all over this fucking thing. Uh, the, the, unfortunately, that stuff like never actually coagulates into an interesting story. It keeps threatening to. It's like it, it constantly edges you. Like, oh, oh something, man, something's about worst. to happen. <laughs> but it. Never I mean, does. I, categorically, I think that is the worst. The worst type of media is stuff that just kind of threatens to be interesting, but yes. never crosses the barrier. It is so frustrating. And I've read quite a lot of the manga, way more than they showed in the anime. And it just never, it never really does anything. Now, there is a thing that uh, I think uh, the anime ends up being, like, not really worth watching. And I think this isn't a huge version why. I think the animation is mostly pretty good. I think the adaptation is, is pretty faithful. It's, it's fine. But there is a strange thing where in the manga, and this is pretty unique. I it, Tell me if you've, like come across this in anything before but the manga is cut up uh into you know regular comic book chapters and then like every five or six or so uh there is a short story and the short story is uh written from the perspective of a character who is still in the fantasy land huh this is a really interesting narrative device i really like it Okay, uh, that not, is pretty know, interesting. To, like, I don't think I've yeah. encountered anything quite like that, um, at least not in manga. You know, the first thing that came to mind was something like, uh, you know, like the Sandman series, where but that is really more of a collection of of short stories that kind of have a vague uh, through line interspersed through them. Yes, um, yes, and and to be clear, what I mean is this is like the written word this is text these are like book chapters well okay oh when you say that you know the instantly uh watchmen did that they had uh text fill-ins of in-world like uh books and newspaper interviews and and manuscripts uh as bumpers in between chapters yes i suppose if you think of it as sort of a mixed media approach it is kind of like watchmen um but uh, I do have to stress it is like a direct 
continuation of the narrative. So you heard uh, it here, folks. Uh, Dead Mount Deathblade, just like Watchmen. It, it's playing around in Watchmen's backyard. <laughs> That's the most accurate description of Dead Mount Deathplay, one of the worst named uh, mangas. That's not actually that bad. Uh, I was pretty. So I guess I don't know. I, I was I was real lukewarm. I could have watched it. I could have not watched it. Uh, I don't feel like I got too much out of it. I didn't hate it either. Uh, so that's a real meh out of 10. Well, you know, uh, they say apathy is worse yeah, than hate. Right, exactly. Um, so let's do the one that I didn't watch, Skip and Loafer. How'd you feel overall? Uh, really, really, really liked it. Um, it is a just a cute little fish-out-of-water story about a girl from the sticks Uh, moving to Tokyo because she wants to be uh, big in government. She wants to... uh, Oh, no. She is civic-minded. She wants to get into the upper echelons of society so that she can uh, fix rural Japan. That's her big big brain goal. What are her politics? Hasn't gotten too into it. She got uh, very uh, (laughs) caught up with the romance aspect of it. (laughs) We never got around to her actual ideology. That's great. You know what? We love politicians that don't believe in anything, uh, especially in our rom-coms, don't we, folks? Well, I think I think that that's something that we're that we're still learning about the character as she learns, right? Because she knows she wants to be a community leader, but part of the story uh, and part of her character growth through the season and and meeting the male romantic lead. Um, uh, who is the uh, titular loafer? Uh, I might say <laughs> he is the loafer. You know, as I as I mentioned, I think last episode, he's basically uh, the dude, but in anime form. Sure, sure. You know, I actually tend to dual class as Skip and Loafer, so I think I relate a lot to this comic. <laughs> um, and so she uh, starts off very uptight and kind of like your classic. Uh, you know, a class president overly concerned with decorum and hierarchy. Right. And sort of a Karikano thing. Yeah, exactly. And she learns yeah. to uh, kind of be in the moment a bit more, kind of uh, take in the benefits of, of knowing a diverse group of friends versus uh, just focusing solely on trying to get ahead socially. Yeah, uh, sounds a lot like My Little Monster. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one, but if it's like this, then I'm sure I'd like it. Yeah, it's uh, instead of uh, being a loafer, he's not the the boy in that is not uh, the dude. Oh wait, is this that... is this the one where the guy has uh, his thing is that he has tattoos and piercings? No, that's Horimiya. I like. Oh, that that's Horimiya. Okay, uh, but it's exactly in the same genre. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to like the the girl is the same girl in in My Little Monster. The girl is also the same girl. But the boy is uh, sort of like uh, uh, very hard to describe. He is a super chill dude who is completely unaware. He's almost I hate, I hate to say this, but he's almost like a little autistic in that he can't really like read the room ever. So he is quote like really weirdly overly familiar with everyone. But he also is incredibly strong and can kick anyone's ass and sometimes just does it. So people are constantly oscillating between like. That's a really cool, friendly dude, and then being terrified of him. Uh, and he has a lot of problems dealing with that, and she helps him kind of uh, navigate that after, like, getting over her own terror of him. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, hear that? Ladies just befriend violent men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Great uh, message. Uh, he is he is a chill dude, though. Like, he's never violent with her, and he never does it, uh, you know, unwarranted. It's just that, uh, you know, if somebody fucks with him, it's like, oh, just out of sight. And then when he kicks the guy's ass, like, the whole class looks out the window and sees it. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, My Little Monster, uh, worth reading. It's fun. Um, But this sounds fun, too. Yeah, I will say there is one hook to the plot that kind of provides the tension to the overall story. And that that is he, the male lead, used to be a semi-famous child actor. And so there is some kind of uh, looming scandal from when he was younger kind of surrounding him. And that's why he uh, likes to keep a low profile. That is a really bizarre aspect to just kind of like drop in right yeah well it it seems to come up so often that it's just like normal in these anime that there's like oh the one character that's a that's a famous actor or model that's in the public school class yes yes so he's sort of a Corey feldman uh a little bit yeah yeah i would say uh maybe not you know, maybe if Corey Feldman's a, a nine, he's probably down by like a like a four or five. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh man, I wonder if they'll reveal uh, his hame. Well, uh, they revealed what one of the one of the supporting characters is kind of this uh, other child actress that he was you know friends with and worked with a lot. That that's kind of like the scandal is that he uh, invited her out to party when they were underage and made her take the blame for for all the alcohol that he was buying. Wow. And so, and so now the tension is that uh, he has matured and feels that, that he basically uh, owes it to her to be kind of like uh, somewhat subservient. You know, uh, he's, trying, he's trying to socially repay uh, this this wrong that he did her, but in a in a very unhealthy way. Huh. That's wow. I I don't know what to make of that. That is very strange. Uh, I would say watch it because uh, it's uh, it's a it's a fun little show. Okay, getting lots of good reviews too. So you're definitely uh, not alone there. <laughs> you're up on that bandwagon. Yeah, absolutely. You're enthusiastically up on that bandwagon. Okay, let's talk about one that I watched and you didn't. Well, you watched the first episode of why Rayliana ended up at the Duke's mansion. Did we ever find out? Now, I mean, it's weird that that is the central question because... Is this like a how I met your mother situation? Like, does it not really matter after a while? Well, well, the thing is, unlike... I, I Actually, I don't know anything about how I met your mother, so I won't even go, I won't even go down <laughs> that path. Um, that might get me in trouble, but... Uh, we kind of, by episode like three, we understand why she's at the mansion. So I don't, I, maybe this is just a, a this was posed uh, playfully. Uh, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, she, this is uh, 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 a, a sort of uh, shoujo isekai, which is definitely its own genre. There is like a very big market difference between this and like your standard fantasy isekai. Uh, one thing being that despite eventually succumbing to fantasy and ending up with like big monsters and magic and stuff later on, uh, it begins basically as like a, 
you know, uh, 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 Emily Bronte, Charlotte Bronte style, like, uh, uh, comedy drama manner of manners kind of thing, uh, of upper class nitwits. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It got a bit of a uh, pride and prejudice thing going on. Yes. Yes. There is definitely a, a, a Darcy, um, a piece of shit Darcy. Oh yeah. And boy, is he a piece of shit. <laughs> He is kind of, I mean, he's he's constantly framed as a piece of shit, but he doesn't really do anything that bad. He does, like, kill some ruffians at some point uh, off screen. But they, you know, they did try to murder his girl. So, like, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's hard well, to Well, I mean, that just, that. you know, that happens. Sometimes that, when you're living in a sort of, like, late 1800s aristocratic society uh, and somebody tries to get your girl, uh, you know, uh, maybe you'll... Have him killed. I don't, you know, I, I couldn't even. I couldn't well, even if you're rich, like just saying, uh, if you're rich, there's a 100% chance that you can and have had someone killed at some point. So, yeah. Also, uh, uh, as it turns out, I didn't realize this at first. I, they probably did mention it sailed by me. But like, he is a prince. He's not just a duke. Uh, his big brother is the king. Is that how um, it works? So, do do is the brother of the king a prince? Yeah, bro. What? What do you think? Of, what do you? What do you think Prince Harry and Prince Charles are? Uh, well, I mean, they're brothers to each other, but they're also, uh, well, they're the son of somebody, right? Uh, hey, somebody fucked that queen. <laughs> <laughs> somebody must have. Frankly, I'm an American. I don't give a fuck about those British people. <laughs> fuck them. Uh, we fought a whole war about this shit because we thought they were lame. And frankly, the biggest problem with Ray Liana for me is, uh, unfortunately, I cannot turn the politics part off. Uh, and I hate these fucking upper class nitwits. I hate them. I hate the way that it completely uh, brushes off the how insanely awful they treat like the uh, the underclass of this world and how this girl who is killed in our world and wakes up as a character in this fantasy book uh how she just does not give a fuck about all the people that like serve her um just does not think about their plight at all uh doesn't care she's way too wrapped up in this like yeah and you know frankly i, I guess i can partner somebody is trying to kill her so she is a little preoccupied with that and then, like, falling in love with this hunky prince, of course. I mean, that's going to take up a lot of your attention as well. I think the drama, for the most part, is is fine. It, it's okay. If you like that kind of comedy of manners things, there's plenty of, like, uh, cheesy romance. Uh, it's, 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 it's good. It's sort of a bodice ripper at some point. Um, I think the main problem is uh, this is a slideshow. <laughs> there is not a lot of animation going on. Oh, really no. I don't know what happened with the budget, but man, there is like, uh, you know, we are, we're talking about like double digit frames in some of these episodes. I was really <laughs> ready to rip my bodice of that one. And then you, uh, you tore that right out of me. Yeah. You know, I still had a good time watching it. I have to be honest. You know, I did finish the whole thing. So like, you know, it, it was fine. It's not very long. Um, but, uh, yeah, there is like. Uh, there's a lot of characters uh, standing still and talking, uh, away, facing away from the camera. <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, I love uh, that. Not good. Not great. Oh, boy. 
well, you know, I, I mentioned a, a recommendation list that I wasn't going to get into further. Uh, that was a lie. I'm going to take one big uh, dip back into that and talk about something that we both watched, that we both loved. Uh, big old uh, helping of anime here in Tengoku Daimakio. Uh Yes. Well, I wanted to save this for last because, uh, frankly, you know, at some point I was saying we could do like a ranking list, but Tengoku Daimakyo is so much better than every other premiere and, frankly, ongoing show and, frankly, most anime in general <laughs> that yeah. it's not fair. It's, it's not even uh, fair. Yeah, it it really took me for a ride, and I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm out of line in saying that this is of the stuff that was on my spring lineup watch list. This is my number one by far. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love this. It had some real beautiful animation, uh, real cool concept. Uh, I am, I am hooked on that. Um, definitely going to dive right into the manga uh, following my watch of this season. But uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about it? Uh, Cause I don't think that you've ever talked about it on this show before. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, I might not have ever actually talked about the plot. Uh, I'm sure I mentioned it. It 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 doesn't really need a lot of exposition. I mean, it is uh, a central mystery where we are flipping between two different sets of characters. One set of character are making a way across a sort of post post apocalyptic landscape, a sort of uh, rebuilding uh, landscape. That is uh, occasionally threatened by scary monsters, uh, and they these two characters are on a quest I mean, to find uh, someone. Scary monsters is one way to describe them. Um, they are like uh, some pretty horrific nightmare creatures that uh, they are not shy showing uh, devouring people in some pretty gruesome ways. Yeah, there's some fucked up shit. Uh, and the other set of characters are sort of uh, a group of very mysterious children with seemingly superhuman abilities um, who are in a sort of like a Professor Xavier's school for gifted children situation. Yeah, we've got a bit of a baby geniuses thing going on. Yeah, except potentially like a little more nefarious. There's definitely a darkness to it. Uh, and the central mystery of like what is going on there? What's up with these children? And those two things interact with each other constantly. They're not uh, they're not separate stories. These things are intertwined in really interesting ways, and they are played against each other like brilliantly. Um, these are really fun, interesting, complex, uh, truly unique and bizarre characters on their own right. They find themselves in incredibly compelling scenarios, and this thing is animated to within an inch of its fucking life. I it's mean, real fucking slick. Uh, I was not expecting some of the stuff in there. This is the best looking show I've seen in a long, long time. And we've had some great looking shows in the last couple years. Well, you know, it's got some really gorgeous backdrops, uh, some real beautiful hand painted stuff coupled with uh, just a really fun uh, style. I haven't read the manga, so I don't know exactly how... Uh, diligently they translated the manga style to animation but they did a good job they yeah, did, they, they I did assume really they did a good job. good job because it meshes well with the kind of fluid uh, um, uh, 
you know, fast paced, like uh, fast to slow kind of style that they were doing with a lot of the action scenes in this. Yeah. Uh, there is, uh, you know, speaking of uh, slideshows, this is the polar opposite of Rayliana. This is the exact kind of thing that animation is built for. It is the beauty of fluid movement. Well, you know what it reminds me of? Um, it reminds me a lot of what I liked about Cowboy Bebop when it was at its best. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of that in there, especially in the fight scenes, because probably the characters that we spend a little bit more time with overall are Maru and Kiriko, who are in kind of like the post post-apocalyptic setting where they are traveling between cities, trying to find some mysterious characters from Kiriko's past. Um, and Maru is trying to find a, uh, uh, mysterious place called heaven, right? Not a literal yeah. heaven, but, uh, some destination <laughs> heaven, some place They're They're two searchers and they are searching. That's pretty much all you need to know about them. And and Kiriko has a laser gun and Maru is a, uh, he's a, he's a super boy. Um, he's got like, he punches really hard. He's got the Kung Fu powers. Uh, he can jump really high. He can run really fast. Um, he's probably the fastest boy alive. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, I really like those characters. Um, and it, it, it raises a lot of interesting questions with the, uh, I'll say uh, certain twists and directions it s- decides to take uh, with characters and their development uh, throughout the story. Yes. <laughs> I will say compared to basically everything that we've talked about and uh, everything that came out in this entire spring season, this is probably the only one that treats you like an adult, mm-hmm. you know, and tries to tell you like an adult story that has complications and open-ended questions about uh, people and society uh, it it is uh, something that uh, respects your intelligence and your time uh, and it rewards you for your patience and your attention I mean this is this is working on such a higher level than anime in general usually works on that for me uh, this is instant classic type shit uh, and it's a shame that like more people aren't talking about this being the obvious uh, shining fucking beacon of anime hope uh, that it is that people are talking about uh, fucking (laughs) Oshinoko over this is really disappointing Uh, the new season of Demon Slayer like you guys I I know we are old people in the anime world at this point we are old for anime watchers and even among them we have very particular tastes but I'm begging you guys raise your standards I'm begging you I want more Tengoku Daimakios (laughs) I I absolutely want more Um, I will I just want to bring up one last thing about this uh there was i mean i love this the, uh, my obvious number one everyone should watch it there was one issue i had with it that i think we should uh, you know mention because i don't want to sound like we're uh, engaging in it uncritically uh, <laughs> sure uh it it does have some pretty uh graphic and disturbing depictions of sexual assault near the end um you know spoilers people sorry 
and uh, I feel like maybe, uh, hopefully, uh, they are going to try and resolve that uh, happening at some point later in the story because uh, they very quickly move past uh, move past it by the end of the episode and do not talk about it uh, at all. <laughs> It gets intense. I mean, yeah, if you want to throw out some, uh, I guess, trigger warnings. Yes, there, there's some, there's some uh, uh, hard, there's some hard stuff. Yeah. Uh, that that goes on in Tengoku Daimakyu. But I would say it is never, it is never in the spirit of exploitation. Well, no, that's not what I was trying to get at. But I, I just found it interesting that for a series to that point that displayed such an in-depth, uh, look into each character uh, as like a person and exploring their their different humanity and what it means to be a society and be a person in this new horrific monster filled world uh, to say the <laughs> least uh, while also being in like a society that is actively being rebuilt for something that is put so much thought into characterization up to this point to uh, have the the character who gets, you know, uh, assaulted basically come away at the end of the episode um, with a big old smile on their face and like, uh, you know, that sucks, but at least tomorrow's going to be better. Uh, that, I felt, maybe deserved a little bit uh, more of a consideration. I think we are going to get a, a, a pretty, a pretty uh, rounded exploration of these kinds of themes. Yeah. Uh, since I've read a lot of the manga. It just felt rushed in the moment, I guess sure, is what I'm sure. saying. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, reading the manga is extremely rewarding in this, in this, in that vein. I, I think you should, you should get around to that and uh, discover the answers for yourself. Yeah. Oh, All right. Is that it? That was it. That was the spring wrap up. Wow, that was a lot of anime. That we didn't even talk about like random shit that we watched, like piece, kind of piece by piece, or uh, around uh, the fringes. Nope. That was shit we actually watched. That's that was crazy, stuff that we man. that we devoted enough time to sit down and and watch with our eyeballs. Yeah, well, some of it. I watched most of uh, everything that I watched. If that makes sense. Just <laughs> I me. watched everything that I watched too. <laughs> okay let's let's take a break i gotta catch my breath oh god tell it is the summer season uh because i am sweating my ass off holy shit it is hot uh, uh, like love... any good anime fan i am uh sitting in a hot room with my shirt off sweating yeah just uh completely drenched uh you know very exciting uh time to be alive four days in a row we have broken heat records uh go us go earth uh go humans we are killing it uh, absolutely smashing every record of the record book 
damn, we're good at this. Hey, uh, they still have anime in the ocean, right? Hell yeah, dude. We can, oh, well, then we I'm fine. We got anime in outer space. We got aliens watching anime, dog. Hell yeah. That heat tells us that it is time for Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Jujutsu Kaisen, baby. Hell yeah. It is it is finally hot enough that they are making more Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, <laughs> season 2 has actually already started. I don't know. Do you want to count the movie as part of Season 2? Or is that just kind of uh, an aperitif? Uh, no, no. I think that... Uh, um... I mean, first of all, I don't, I haven't read the manga yet. Uh, you have. You've been keeping up with that. Do the yeah. characters from the movie, do they show up again at any point in the manga? Uh, yes, all of them. Okay. Well, then, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I, I would consider it a good stopgap between season one and season two, especially since, uh, as we're about to get into, season two starts off with a flashback. Yeah, what's interesting is that the movie is a flashback, basically a prequel. And then we and get then, a flashback flashback. And then we get a flashback to before that flashback, uh, just to recontextualize everything yet again. Uh, so you watched, you already watched the first episode, right? Yeah, yeah, it looked Hell good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, I will say I was uh, sitting next to a friend and constantly pointing and shouting, CGI every time I saw CGI and that became uh, very annoying to her uh, but there was a couple instances of CGI and it was reminiscent of what they were attempting on on Chainsaw Man's uh, season one and I wonder if we're going to be getting a lot of CGI this season uh, I don't think it was particularly bad or invasive uh, in a way that uh, some other shows uh, get real uh, wacky with it I think overall it looks great but uh, there definitely was those like weird CGI moments. Uh, I didn't notice it so Can't much. It. It, and you know, uh, it's no, it's no mystery how we feel about heavy use of CGI, improper use of CGI in anime. I would prefer not to do it. Yeah, not to do That's it. My prefer position. not to do it. But uh, I didn't notice it so much in that episode. It didn't bother me none. But maybe that's just because I was so excited to have uh, Jujutsu Kaisen back. Yeah, we get to spend a little more time with my boy Gojo. Well, what what I do find funny, though, is that um, what's the... It's been so long since we've seen the main character of Jujutsu Kaisen, like, <laughs> front and setter. Yeah, Itadori, like, as the main character in the media. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I forgot his name just now. <laughs> <laughs> He's Vessel Boy. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I don't know how often the chapters come out, and I haven't been reading the manga, so to me, I watched the, you know, first season of the anime, and then a long time, nothing happened. And then the movie came out, which he wasn't in. And then a yep. long time, nothing happened. And now the season two is starting, and it starts with a uh, flashback to Gojo and whatever the uh, villain's name is. <laughs> he's not a villain yet, okay? I mean, he's the villain of the movie in the first season. We can call him a villain. <laughs> sure. Now, I will say, uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but would it surprise you to say that uh, Itadori's role does uh, gradually diminish uh, a lot over the entirety of the story? It wouldn't surprise uh, me because it already feels like they're angling towards like that general vibe right now at the beginning of the story. Yeah, yeah, it is an interesting choice to start here. I will say this is like not how the manga necessarily uh, proceeds. They are playing a little bit around with it which i thought was interesting especially because they have so much material to get through um and they decide to kind of pull this shit 
Very well, weird. Well, manga's up to 200-something chapters, I think, at this point. Oh, there is so much. Oh, you wouldn't even believe the shit. I mean, just give me a number. Like, I'd probably believe it. I can't. I don't even know. I'd have to look it up. But it, you know what? It's crazy. It feels like years have passed in the manga, and then recently a character is like, wow, everything's changed in the last two months. And it's like, what? Yeah. Uh, excuse, <laughs> excuse me? Well, you know, I think that is the issue with a lot of these long-running running works, right? Is how do you uh, how do you preserve the flow of time uh, when you have to keep stretching out uh, the time frame for when things occur? Oh yeah, there's insane time dilation happening in Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's not helping that we are flashing back now over decades. Well, you know, uh, and I swear that uh, this is going to be the last time that I mention Kaguya, uh, although it's definitely <laughs> not. Um, yeah, that's they, not true. They do that a lot, where it'll be like instances like, oh, and then three months pass, uh, yeah. and then the next uh, eighty chapters uh, take uh, place over the course of like three days. Yeah, anyway, it's time to uh, celebrate Christmas. Yep. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, we were just in spring, but all right. Anyway, skipping well, ahead. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen is great. I'm very, very excited. I am definitely uh, uh, absolutely satisfied by episode one. I'm dying to watch episode two, but I did promise to watch it with this friend. So let's move on. I I don't know if you know anything about the girl I like forgot her glasses, but I actually thought, oh, this is one Nate's going to like. He's going to get suckered into this for sure. Uh, I've heard the name. Uh, It sounds like it's about a girl who forgot her glasses. It definitely is. It is 100% about a girl who forgot her glasses. I am already in love with her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She has one character trait, and that's being forgetful. Uh, So that's great. We're off to the races. Uh, everybody loves a forgetful girl. Yep, that is the the classic endearing trait of not remembering stuff. I love it. I think that's great. It it makes uh it makes somebody more relatable. I think honestly, I've read a few chapters of it a long time ago. I I do I do think it is pretty cute. It's weird that they uh, are making a whole anime out of it because the gag is really thin. Uh, the girl shows up to class. Right. Um, she's forgot her glasses. Oh no. And the the boy sitting next to her has to like uh help help her read the textbook. Oh, I thought maybe he would like help her hunt down whatever it is that she forgot. Sometimes that happens. Uh sometimes she like pokes him in the eye cuz she can't see very well. She really does need those glasses. Why does why doesn't she get contacts? Um I don't know. Are they are contacts easy to get? I, I really don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can buy them at the grocery store. I think they're fine to get. Maybe maybe she has a really poor family, or, or maybe that's just something that doesn't come up in Japan. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but uh, that's a thing that's happening. Now, here, here's another interesting thing that's happening. Uh, we, could, we could just bounce through this, but uh, Runny Kenshin Reboot has started. That is surprising this? to me. I'm really thinking about it. Um... I'm really trying not to think about anything else, you Let's know, involving Roroni Kenshin. Let's not think about the big one. Yeah. Let's think about something else. Don't think else. about that, but, you know, yeah, you know, know considering that. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, it, it, allegedly. Oh, wait, not allegedly. That motherfucker went to jail. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, this is not alleged anymore. So, you know, considering <laughs> that that is a thing that happened, um... Uh, I'm surprised uh, that they are rebooting the show now, uh, as opposed to maybe 
before he went to jail for doing that. I am not so surprised because they did just make like four live action movies and they were all very popular. Uh, I mean, yeah. We have to we have to take that into account. Absolutely, absolutely. That that definitely plays a big role in it. Yeah, we'll get to those movies and when we're doing I, live action. Well, anime. shit, those movies have been coming out like what over the last like fifteen years. I remember the first one had just come out like back when we were going to Fanime. Wow, that's a long time ago. Like they, that's I like remember seeing the first uh, live action Rurouni Kenshin movie at Fanime in like twenty eleven. Yeah. Hey, don't don't date us. Yo, sorry. Uh, I'm only 23 that. years old. Yeah, yeah. I've actually been 23 for like a few years now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, wait, let's move on. There's another one coming up called Undead Murder Farce. Jeez. I don't know if we have mentioned this before, but I did read the first arc of Undead Murder Farce. Uh, and it is actually called Undead Girl Murder Farce. I believe in the manga, so I'm not sure if that was a change they made or if uh, the site we're looking at has a typo or or whatever the fuck. But uh, this is a really weird one, and um, I had a problem with the manga because this is a essentially a, a murder mystery, a sort of uh, anthology of of murder mysteries type show about a, a genius detective. Except in this case, the genius detective happens to be uh, an immortal woman. Uh, who is just a head in a birdcage being carried around by her two uh, mysterious, potentially unhuman uh, 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 servants. And she solves mysteries where, like, oh, no, uh, a werewolf uh, uh, got run over by a train, or uh, that vampire, uh, uh, he looks like he maybe he killed his wife, or, you know, shit like that. I had a problem with this, just like I have a lot of problems with a lot of these manga uh, detective stories in that, uh, one, they are overly obsessed with Sherlock Holmes, and I, it feels weird to say that uh, because I am overly obsessed with Sherlock Holmes. I really love Sherlock Holmes. I think a lot of these stories like fetishize him uh, and his stories uh, a little too much and miss the point of like a good murder mystery. Uh, you know, at some point, I would really like uh, one of these mangas to obsess over, like, I don't know, Hercule Poirot, maybe, or, I don't know, May Gray? Oh, man, a uh, cool. Poirot manga or anime, that would be great. I feel like every once in a while I see sort of a, a Poirot. Uh, wh what do we think about, like, a Pink Panther anime? Uh, hmm. Now, now I'm... Uh... Oh, what is, what is the policeman, the detective's name from Pink Panther? Clouseau. Yeah, Clouseau. Inspector Clouseau. Uh, I, I'm imagining, like, him, and he's got... The Pink Panther is kind of, like, his stand ability. <laughs> yeah. St stand name, the Pink Panther. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I love those movies. They have the <laughs> originals. Uh, no offense to Steve Martin, uh, but you, you you didn't really land, land it. Sorry, buddy. Oh... Uh, love those original movies though holy shit they're still funny now now here's something that I don't think either of us have watched yet but allegedly uh, over at Anime Expo the first episode of Dungeon Meshi was released uh, do you yes. know if that is uh, out for for consumer eyes yet because I would like to is... sink my teeth into that one no it is not it is not out and it won't be out for a while uh, ouch Yes, unfortunately, we will get to it. Do not worry. 
I am so excited. Uh, something that is out is uh, Dark Gathering. Uh, and this is one that I was really intrigued by because uh, this is <laughs> this is one of those. Uh, do you know Do you know Gap Moe? Are you familiar with this term? No, no, not at all. This is a thing that has been popular for a while. Um, this is uh, the Gap Moe phenomenon is when uh, there is like a very big difference between like content and presentation. And so in in Dark Gathering's uh, uh, case. The, the idea is that uh, the characters are all drawn in kind of a very cutesy way in definitely more of like a young anime viewer type way. Uh, but the it's a horror anime and the horror is really grotesque. So the gap moe is that, you know, uh, it's cutesy stuff with horrifying shit happening to them. And this is a thing that uh, I am not opposed to. I love horror. We've talked about it a million times. I'm a big horror dude. I love bad things happening to people <laughs> you know lots of great horror manga i surprisingly hard to come by horror anime uh in my experience i don't know maybe you have some recommendations later down the line yeah we'll definitely we should definitely do a dedicated horror episode at some point i would really like to do that because i have some great great shit um, Dark Gathering, I really don't know much about it, um, except I watched a trailer uh, with no dialogue, just weird shit, and uh, the weird shit looked cool as hell, so I I'm excited to watch that. Oh man, you know what I'm excited to watch? What? Hyakusho Kizoku, the new anime uh, based off of the biographical manga of uh, ma uh, artist Hiromu Arakawa, who did... Um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, and it's about her life growing up on a dairy farm. Oh, yes. We did mention this at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, anime just came out. First episode just came out a couple days ago. Haven't watched it yet, but very excited to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I actually just learned that uh, she had done a couple other manga that I had never heard about. Somehow. She um, has done more than one manga set on a dairy farm. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, did I ever tell you about that that manga? It's a rom-com about a really horny girl who uh, is trying to hide how horny she is, but she falls in love with a boy who has a horrible skin condition uh, in that whenever somebody makes uh, skin contact with him, they are compelled to blurt out the truth. Oh, I thought that he was going to have, like, you know, lesions or... Maybe like a goiter nope, or nope. something. No, he looks perfectly normal, and that's what suckers a lot of people into accidentally touching him and blurting out embarrassing truths. That's that's not a skin condition. That's a superpower. It's not good for him, and he constantly has to deal with it. So I think it's more of a condition. Anyway, his his entire fantasy is moving out of the city to become a dairy farmer. Just made me just made me think of that. Okay. Hey, you know what? Uh, n uh, a noble profession, the dairy farmers. Yeah, he loves milk and cows. It's, he's really into that for some reason. Uh, you know what I mean. So we don't have to talk about it too much, but Helk, Helk is doing the thing. I am so excited for Helk. I love Helk. Uh, I am I am diving in as fast as fucking possible. Uh, Helk, I'm coming for you, baby. I am so excited. Uh, watch Helk, please. I really want Helk to, like, get enough anime that it actually completes. Muscle guy with a tiny head. That's your thing? Well, you'll see. You will see. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to be surprised, I assure you. Yeah, so that's kind of it. 
there were a couple of stragglers that uh, just like the premise kind of sounded interesting, but I'm not really committed to. There's one called Gene of AI or Gene of I. I know Idenshi, maybe? I don't know. Uh, about a, a guy who like <laughs> does doctor shit to robots, basically. Uh, and I <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. There's also one called Sin Duality. That just sounded like weird. I pronounce it Sinjuality. Sinjuality. Uh, that's one about a post-apocalyptic uh, world where basically the happening has happened. <laughs> Wait, the happening happened? <laughs> the happening has happened. It's already happened. Except uh, the happening uh, turns like people into monsters or something. And uh, you get it. A guy has to fight monsters. Uh, By happenstance, uh, a guy has to fight monsters after the yeah, happening has yeah, happened. The happening has happened and a guy has to fight monsters during... Uh, the post-happening, happening, happening uh, apocalypse. Okay. Fine. That sounds fine. You know what? Compared to a lot of the other shit that's premiering, sounds honestly great. I mean, it sounds better than The Happening. That's kind of it. Yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about the masterful cat is depressed again today because that's a really dumb name. And uh, it kind of sounded funny. I think you you really wanted to watch an episode of that. So I'll be, I'll be interested to hear you. Yeah, I, w- I was interested in that one. Uh, it, you know. It's got a weird enough premise that I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who doesn't love having a, a, a live-in servant pet? I know I do. <laughs> I Oh, God, I can't. Uh, yeah, I know. Follow that one up. Uh, I really want to say a joke. I cannot say the joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. All right. Is that okay. it? Is that it That's for us? That's it. That's it. I do want to say that Zom 100 is also starting, and at some point I do want to talk about big yikes type anime shit, and uh, we will get to Zom 100 during that segment. All right. Uh, I'm hearing yeah. a lot of buzz about it. Uh, I've got yeah. I've got ears on the streets of Tokyo, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, shit is popping off. Uh, we will we will be getting to it, and as the series the season rolls along, I'm sure buzz is going to pick up, and we are going to talk about. Uh, whatever stupid shit people, uh, dumb people like, <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, in the meantime, that's holy shit. That was that was two two things, two whole things. I Last know. Season and next season. I we're we're caught up. You know, we're relevant. That's the important part. I'm so glad we're finally relevant. After what, uh, 17 episodes, we have reached relevance. It's true. It's true. We're right? working our way up. That's what that means, right? We're we are relevant, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the the no, people are, are on right? our side. I think I think we yeah, they're I mean, people are they're into it, right? I mean, there are literally no other anime podcasts, so <laughs> where else are they going to go? Yeah, where else are you going to go? You uh, <laughs> you got nowhere to go, sucker. You just got to come <laughs> crawling back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's stop embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> uh, you, oh, you want to stop doing the podcast? Oh, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't mean, like, forever. Just oh, for right now. Oh, you mean just for right now. Okay, yeah. we'll be yeah. back to embarrass ourselves again next week when we do another embarrassing episode of anime death spiral bye Bye. (laughs) (laughs) that's not rain man rain tom cruise was rain man (laughs) how many times do i have to tell you this God damn it.